I have to admit, we did it for the lols. We discussed Smiley. Flophouse. Hello. I'm Dan McCoy. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Stuart Wellington. Back to that, huh? How are you? I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I'm great. <laughs> and who are you to my left? Uh, my name is Elliot Kalen. Oh, pleased to meet you, Elliot. We are not meeting for the first time. We've known each other for many years now. <laughs> We're here true. for the Flophouse podcast. Yeah. A podcast. Cue uh, a crowd sound effect. Cheer. Yeah, like a cheer. Applause, or not, applause, not applause, applause. Uh, where this is a podcast called the Flop House, mm-hmm. where we watch a bad movie and then we talk around it. <laughs> just <laughs> near it. Just near it. Sometimes talk of the movie means talk of a hunchback detective solving crimes on the Battlestar Galactica. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time, it's I don't know cartoons or like kids sandwiches or yeah we discuss kids sandwiches a lot with the kids are eating what the kids are wearing yeah what kind of sandwiches the kids are wearing these days and frequent listeners may notice that elliot has taken over part of my introduction i can only assume that's because i'm moving slowly because of my uh weird allergy attack that seems to have come on yeah what are you allergic to is it Lack of sympathy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm allergic to not getting any letters about my knee. (laughs) Yep. You guys just... Wah, wah. (laughs) It's a vicious circle. I'm baby boy Dan McCoy. (laughs) I whine and cry all the time. Oh, man. Is his diaper wet from pee or tears? Who knows? Both. You're making me wonder why I keep doing this. I just created a new... The only baby who uses a cane. (laughs) Well, other than baby millionaire. (laughs) Old man baby. Baby millionaire millionaire just does it as an affectation. Oh, yeah, of course. He's such an ill-tempered baby. (laughs) He never gives any money to hobo baby. (laughs) He He doesn't need... That's the thing. He doesn't need the cane... To walk, he needs it to beat Hobo Baby as he walks yeah, by. Yeah, to smack him. <laughs> He's just lucky that he has the motor skills to do that. He's just a baby. <laughs> How did Millionaire Baby get his money? Uh, I think he inherited it when he inherited the castle from the <laughs> never-created cartoon show Castle Babies. <laughs> Was that the Castle Freak animated series where they're babies? Uh, I mean, uh, there's probably a freak somewhere, but that's that's a season two uh, plot line that never never realized. The- this is not Stuart Gordon's Castle Babies. It's Stuart Wellington's Castle Babies. <laughs> so, um, tonight's bad It is movie. sponsored by, uh, what is it, that Gordon's uh, Fish Sticks? Yeah, yeah, Gordon's Fisherman Fish Sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want fish sticks that uh, taste like they're prepared by Castle Freak, <laughs> make them Gordon's. If you want a fish stick that might be a ripped-off ding-dong, <laughs> but probably isn't. Try Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak Fish Sticks. Make mine Gordon's. Mm. So, so normally we actually talk about a movie instead of just random gibberish, right? Uh, not really, but okay. what movie did we watch tonight, Dan? Well, we watched what, what a... What piece of crap did we watch tonight? <laughs> we watched a film called Smiley. And now you use the word film only in the loosest <laughs> sense to mean that we watched moving images with sound attached. Yeah. Well, this, is, this was a horror film. In a film. rough narrative. 
This was a bit of a shocktober in April, if you will. Uh, everyone's familiar, of course, of <laughs> Christmas in July. We're, uh, we're we're indulging ourselves in a little holiday spirit. One of Preston Sturgis's lesser films. Yeah, it was pretty good. Still, it's all right. Halloween in April. Mm-hmm. Halloween yes, in April. That's what. Yep. Shock Halloween. Wait, wait, <laughs> yeah, I fucked this one up. <laughs> and then I rewind it. This is my Your girlfriend. Dip? Shock Halloween. <laughs> I call her Shocky. <laughs> So this is a movie called Smiley. Smiley. Now it seems to be a movie. This movie was apparently made by a lot of people who had a lot of experience making videos for YouTube, mm-hmm. and this was their first okay. film. Uh, it was a YouTube sketch channel or of some kind. Uh, but the movie it, it starts out with it. This it's not a great premise, but it's an interesting concept at least. That this is a horror movie based around internet culture you know message board culture and chat roulette and things like that subjects that usually when horror movies touch on them they do it in kind of a goofy we don't really know what we're talking about kind except of way except for fear.com that was except uh-huh. of course that was totally fear.com 100% and d snyder's strange land <laughs> <laughs> but usually the internet and horror movies is like we saw, well, saw the movie untraceable for the flop house a while back where this guy had a snuff film website that was racking up literally tens of millions of views, mm-hmm. uh, which is And the problem crazy. is he was untraceable. How are you going to take down a criminal? Who's untraceable? You need Stuart. somebody who's limitless. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, if the movie, if they made a sequel called Limitless versus Untraceable, <laughs> and the movie was made as like kind of a Hong Kong action type thing, yeah. yep. that'd be pretty great. That's It'll, like that's like one of those uh, how many angels can uh, dance on a head of a pen things. Like, 18, is there anyone? Eighteen angels. Is there anyone out there the so limitless <laughs> who can find someone who's untraceable? <laughs> that's the only way to ask. And of course, X and Sever are going to get involved because X versus Sever. Am I right? Yep. Ballistic. <laughs> Were you answering your own question? <laughs> you bet I was. <laughs> Those two to get together. Ballistic. Now, Colon so, ballistic. The problem is that this movie, it feels like, it, it just basically throws a lot of internet talk at you all the time and mm-hmm. explains it a lot. It feels like it's- Which a, for me is good, because I don't know what the fuck they're talking about most of the time. Well, it felt, watching this with Stuart was like You're watching an analog this, guy it felt like in a watching, digital world, watching, am I right, Stuart? Watching Smiley with Stuart was like watching The Matrix <laughs> with my dad, when I had to explain everything to him. But this is like, the things I'm explaining to Stuart are like what lulls are, what 4chan is. I mean, come on. And what are lulls? Well, lulls postulate <laughs> that laughter is a unit of currency yep. which can be exchanged for various extreme acts. Yeah. And this is explained many times in the movie. The movie uses the word lulls more times. I'm just going to make this claim The right movie now. has a great opening. It's Not- as, as we put it, it's the classic reverse Candyman or um, <laughs> it is it's a, a ring classic or- reverse Candyman situation. <laughs> it's a double ring. That, so the movie opens. It's your basic scream type open where – a character gets killed by the main killer. Some girl in, I guess, booty shorts. She, Is that girl in, I think it's fair to call them booty shorts. A girl in very short shorts. Yeah. Uh, in the She's main, a and I think struggling babysitter who can't afford to afford the bottoms of her shorts. <laughs> there are three great performances. Squarely this, framed there are for three the audience. Acceptable performances in this movie, and one of them is by her shorts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she is a the babysitter. premise of the movie is explained by a wizened old child. <laughs> and a lot of times, these movies, the urban legend or the folklore is explained by an old person, like a oh, gypsy or something. Yeah, a gypsy or the old crazy man in the neighborhood who knows all the neighborhood lore. But this is the internet. It's what kids know about. Yeah. So this girl is babysitting for a girl who seems like, like she's tw- old like enough. Twelve year old kid she or something need a babysitter. Yeah. But she and the girl explains to her the the legend of Smiley. But as she says it. 
you know, the urban legend yeah, about smiling. She urban, urban legend. She's, a, she's familiar with Jan Harold Brunvan's uh, <laughs> collections of urban legends. She is, uh, she's on top of this. But, I'm uh, going to fast forward to the end. Wait, no. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> so let's explain what Smiley is, shall we? Yeah. So there's a chat roulette-like site called, like, Chat and Chew or something like that, or, you know. Uh, chat and chat and Spittle. I don't know. Chat and Spittle, Click and Talk. And, yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> click and Talk, fr- the Tag of Tag, <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> click and Clack. Yeah. Uh, and so you go on it, and you're just talking to random strangers. Who knows what who, what connections you're going to make? That sounds like fun. Unless. Well, you can like do that on the computer? Chat roulette, I'm, one might even well, say. I mentioned Chat Roulette before. Some sort of chat... <laughs> Does that come with that? Does yeah. that come with that AOL CD that I got? In the <laughs> yeah, mail? it does. The one that gives you four hundred thousand yeah, free plug, hours. You plug in that your expire in a week. Serve, <laughs> and you get on your angel fire, and you can do one of those. Now you're gonna want to wait to hear the modem make a lot of beeps and crackles, and that's how you'll know you're on the internet. You beep and boop it up. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a. <laughs> <laughs> There's an urban legend about this guy Smiley. It seems if you type three times into this chat program, I did it for the lulls, uh-huh. then Smiley appears behind the person you're talking to and kills them. Yeah, and that's what makes it a reverse Candyman. You're not invoking Candyman to yourself. To kill you're, yourself you're, for some stupid yeah, reason. Yeah, you're sicking him on someone else. Did you guys have a local Candyman? Because we did. We did, uh, you, I assume you guys have heard of Bloody Mary. His name was Jeff. He sold yeah, sure. candy so, to everybody. I wasn't sure if Bloody Mary was like a regional thing or no, not. No, no, Bloody Mary is a ge- sort of a general. Because they made a movie about it. Because I grew up with two different Bloody Marys. Yeah, there's Bloody Mary Urban Legends. And the drink. No, there's I there was the Bloody Mary that if you said her name a couple times, she appeared. But also at my summer camp, there was a the local Bloody Mary figure who supposedly had worked in the cafeteria and had ground her hand up in a meat grinder by accident and now ran around with a hook on her hand killing kids. And she was called Grindy Joan. Yep. I met her once. She was pretty nice. <laughs> okay. Yep. And uh, Grindy Joan. Why Joan? Yeah. Does she kill kids with like a hook or with, with the hook of her hand or like with she a, had gun a gun? Or? It's okay. weird. Yeah. She actually had a gun. But no, uh, so I was wondering if you guys had any regional... You know, horror figures. Uh, no. Okay. No, we had one house in town that was both purported to be a stop on the Underground Railroad and purported to be haunted. And that's the closest thing to a local uh, scare story we I had growing up. But, um... Yeah, we had this guy, uh, this guy, Frederick Kruger. <laughs> a Frederick no, Kruger uh, who owned Kruger's Hardware? Yep. <laughs> he was not a child murderer. No. Uh, so anyway, we're like we've done, gone a long time without talking anything about the movie. This so sh- this woman she's talking to someone on chat roulette, and he says, "Hey, too bad I have to kill you." And types in, "I did it for the lulls three times," and Smiley appears and stabs her. Cut to our heroine who is. We going got a off guitar to- squeal. We get the title of the movie at this point. <laughs> yep, says Smiley. Uh, and Smiley has a kind of grotesque face, which, if anything, seems like a fat man's belly with <laughs> eyes and a mouth carved into it and then sewn up. Yeah, it's pretty That's gross. Accurate. Uh, so the, our main character, whose name was what? Stacy? No, Stacy was the first girl. Allison? I don't know. Ashley? She's like a- Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Ashley is starting off at college, and she has a single father. Her mother died, passed at some point, but her mother was also crazy and maybe took her own life. I don't remember. And so... That's enough to set up that Ashley can be driven insane if necessary. Yeah. That her dramatic. mom had me- uh, mental problems of some kind. Uh, she goes to school. She's got a, She's living in a house off campus. Even with, though she's a freshman. Even though she's a freshman. With her new roommate whose name is Proxy. <laughs> that's her internet handle. But I think that's all that they call her. Yeah, of course. And uh, 
proxy inducts her into the strange world of internet people by going to a party at a guy's house. The guy, Zane, a kind of... Wait, Zane of Zane's Sex Chronicles? (laughs) No, not of Zane's Sex Chronicles. (laughs) Not urban erotica author Zane. Not Zane Gray, the cowboy author, and unfortunately not Billy Zane, Uh, star of The Roommate and Billy Zane's Sex Chronicles. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just videos he took of himself and Kelly Brook. Yeah, good show. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, Zane is just like kind of an internet dick. He's a douche, <laughs> and his friends are all douches. And they, and he, he refers, he tells them that his interests are the strange and retarded, in that he has a bookcase full of books with names like, what, like ancient aliens and stuff like that, and you know, Bigfoot goes to town. <laughs> <laughs> the type of things a douche in college would have on his bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. the Anarchist Cookbook and your, you know, the Illuminatus trilogy and all that nonsense. Yeah, Zane and the Art of etc. Zen and the Art of Etc. Perhaps the most Zen title ever. The, the laziest of all the Zen and the Art of books. Well, we all knew where I was going. Zane and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. So, they, but they have this. They have the lousiest party ever. There's like six people there. Yeah, and they the get lights yeah, are on the whole this time. Whole, like, They're this, hanging out, but, looking at the computer. But what they do on the computer? This is a summer session, right? Because there's no one hanging around the school. Probably. But they go on this chat thing, and it's revealed that this is how the first girl got killed, is that she was chatting with one of the guys at the party, and he called up Smiley to like kill a her. Not a fl- I mean, it's it's like the movie Go, where the storylines kind of overlap a little bit. Okay, We've like jumped- Magnolia? Yeah, exactly, kind of, but in time, chronologically, too. Uh, so she is freaked out, but they're like, hey, whatever, it's just a crazy prank, it's a party, let's get drunk. She's high on weed, I think. Oh, yeah, also they got high. By this point, uh, they've walked across campus, and her roommate has explained to her what lulls are, 4chan, the internet, computers, uh, Alan Turing, everything. Yeah. Digital, electricity, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, how fireworks, you know, that kind of thing. As how a- fireworks work, <laughs> and how the movie Fireworks, directed by Takeshi Kitano, goes. Yeah. Uh, Elliot made the point that the movie starts out as if it's a Christian film <laughs> that was made to illustrate the evils of the internet. It has the same kind of weird, stilted acting and directing, and a scene where a character goes... Come on. I did it for the lulls. You don't know what that means? Yeah. Well, on the internet, lulls it like it's Let's explain what the internet is to you. It's the scene Which in, was pretty helpful. It's the scene <laughs> <laughs> It's the scene How do you not know these things, Stuart? It's the it's the scene in every anti-drug TV show where someone goes, "What? You never smoked pot? Well, let me tell you what it's like. First you do this, etc., etc., etc." It's the expository scene uh, uh describing the dangers Feelings of euphoria. Are and uh, let me also say that I think I think it bears saying that this is the cheapest looking film since speaking of Billy Zane memory from the very early days of the Flophouse podcast. It's even cheaper looking than other internet horror movie Fireproof. <laughs> Fireproof was that the the that's the, the one uh, where the legitimate Christian one. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that was a horror movie. It wasn't. I thought it was if you look at the internet enough, your house is going to burn down. Or no, something. it was if you look at internet porn enough, your marriage is going to suffer. That's pretty horrifying. <laughs> in, in a way, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's like Synecdoche, New York. Uh, not at all. In no way is it like that. They're both horror stories, just for a different point of view. It's kind of a horror story. Yeah, I mean, it's a horror story in the sense that, like, it 
forces you to confront your own mortality. I call it like existential horror, but fireproof is not a horror. Okay, story. I think you're getting a sidetracked. So, smiley, smiley. So Ashley goes to class, and her teacher is played by Ro- Tony winner Roger Bart, who I saw in his Tony winning role as Snoopy in Your Good Man Charlie Brown on Broadway. Fantastic performance. Kind of sad to see him in the movie Smiley. Uh, and he channels a little bit of that. He's the college. He's the professor for seemingly the only class she has, mm-hmm. which is kind of rudimentary basics of philo- philosophy, reason, and ethics. And he's the method that the movie uses to get deep ideas into the film. Yeah, but he and, and, mostly and by having him declaim them, just just tell. And them. those classroom scenes are great because it just shows a lot of just random kids with their mouths half open. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah shots, close-ups of just college students listening. Looking like real college students, like they don't want to be there. They don't know what's going on. They're not paying attention. And Roger Bart is blowing their minds. Yeah. yeah. He says at one point, you guys want your minds blown? And he totally does it. He blows their minds. Blows their minds. <laughs> anyway, to make a long story short, there's a, there are a bunch of other characters, and Ashley gets deeper and deeper into the smiley mythos. And Is actually, he real? Is he not real? And actually kills someone using Smiley herself. Yeah. She feels really guilty, and she, she goes... goes... Well, no, let's, let's, let's slow down a little bit. She goes in this chat roulette-esque thing. She sees a guy expose his wang to her and her mm-hmm. uh, her roommate. Wang meaning penis. <laughs> and oh, the roommate's okay. like, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's fucking Smiley this guy. <laughs> let's smile him up. <laughs> and uh, it's like, you gotta really... But you gotta really wish him dead. And she's like, okay, I got it. I got it. I'm wishing him dead. Uh, I did it all for the lulls. Types it in three times, and bang. Smiley, smiley shows comes. up, stabs him. Yeah. And she feels guilty. She afterwards. feels guilty, and she goes into a crazy spiral where she is hallucinating Smiley everywhere. He's chasing after her. He's in her dreams. He's all up in her head. He's in her kitchen. He's just, you know, all up it's around total her. flatliners. It's, it's basically like, flatliners. There are something like five scenes where Smiley's attacking her, and then she wakes up. She spends most of the movie asleep. <laughs> she spent dreaming more, about smiling. I think she spent more time asleep than the main character in the movie awake. <laughs> she may be in love with Smiley the amount of time she spends. If dreaming this was a romantic him. comedy, she and Smiley would be in love. Yeah. And there's so many fake kills. Like if you get killed enough times in your dreams, does it equal one kill for real? If only. Uh, I think for that you'd have to talk to. Uh, I guess some kind of sleep doctor. Okay. Or perhaps a murder doctor. Sure. Uh, Played by Roger Bart. (laughs) In an award-winning role. Roger Bart in Murder Doctor on Broadway. (laughs) Murder doctor, exclamation point. Sleep doctor, question mark. The opening song is called Killin' in the City. (laughs) There's a big New York City backdrop. It's nighttime. You see your local New York characters. There's the cop, the hobo, the prostitute. Uh, the three-card Monty guy, and a couple rushing home from the theater. Oh, we better get home. It's dark out. You know what happens in the city after dark. A shadowy figure stabs them both, takes off the mask. It's Roger Bart. Audience goes crazy, <laughs> applauds, and he sings the opening song, Killing After Dark in the City. <laughs> the song is four hours long. What? Okay. There's 18 songs in the show. Each one is no less than two and a half hours. <laughs> So this is like the, like the Cremaster cycle almost. Of, yeah, of, Matthew Barney wrote the whole thing. <laughs> wow. And Bjork did the music. Okay. Are they still together? Matthew Barney and Bjork? Yeah. I don't know. If those two crazy kids can't make it work, what hope is there for the rest of us? They're Mark? literally the only people I can think of where the phrase crazy kids <laughs> accurately describes them. Matthew Barney and Bjork. Or as they're known by their celebrity, celebrity couple name, Bjorni. <laughs> 
Oh, Bjorni was sighted out at, at La Scala. And then, and then once they have a kid, it's baby Bjorni. <laughs> oh, Bjorni. Anyway, so with your swan dresses and your gelatinous sculptures. So anyway, she's in a depression spiral and a crazy spiral. She keeps dreaming Smiley's coming after her. She doesn't know who to trust. And one by one, Zane's gang of misfits and douches are being killed online. Smiley is doesn't sound that bad. Not really. And uh, she goes to the police, and for one beautiful scene, Keith David is there as a policeman who doesn't believe her. Because there's a YouTube video of her smashing a computer at the library when she thinks Smiley is on it. So everyone thinks she's not so cuckoo crazy. She goes to a psychiatrist, gets a prescription for her something. Psychologist uh, played by Paris from TV's Gilmore Girls. Paris. You may know him from the no, Iliad. Her. <laughs> sure. He gave a golden apple. To the goddesses, thus angering them. I don't remember how. And then stole Helen of Troy. A face that launched launched a thousand shits. (laughs) (laughs) I may have misheard that. (laughs) Later on became capital of France, of course. Yeah, he's had a long and rich career, and now he's in Smiley. (laughs) So anyway, everyone thinks... Everyone playing th- a woman. Everyone <laughs> thinks it was the born the role he was born to play, except that he wasn't because he was born a man. Yes, and then he Orlandoed into this woman. I guess <laughs> he totally, or he totally Orlandoed it up. He said, "For this role, I really got into the part. Orlandoed, I, I, I ladied it down and laid it all around." Yeah. So people talk about Daniel Day Lewis, but he has he ever Orlandoed for a part? <laughs> Never. He has not. Not yet. Maybe in the future, perhaps he's gonna have to if he's gonna play Harry Tubman he's gonna have to both Orlando and and you know become a black person all right you're like trying to think of a non-racist way of yeah saying well that what it basically is I came up nothing so he, he's gonna have to blur Orlando <laughs> yeah anyway the that's the black exploitation of Orlando. Orlando yeah, yeah this, this... Virginia Woolf's blur Orlando <laughs> Yeah, so if someone make a poster Starring for Pam that. Pam Greer and Richard Roundtree. Pam Greer and Richard Roundtree with Rudy Ray Moore as Tiresias. <laughs> oh, has there ever been a greater contrast between a high culture and low culture joke that has been made on this podcast? I don't I don't know. But somebody better make a poster for Virginia Woolf's Blorlando. He's a she, sucker. <laughs> That's the tagline. Anyway, so she everyone thinks she's crazy cloud cuckoo land. They and basically that's the movie is her going crazy. Yeah. And she walks around, she imagines this guy with a bottle is actually a smiley. <laughs> this guy who touches her on the shoulder is actually a smiley. Smiley, the guy yeah. the, the the computer nerd that run works in the library that she has a flirtation with Binder? is the smiley. His name is Binder yeah. because he was named after the first office product his mom saw <laughs> when he was born. <laughs> Yeah, I like to think that like she she was <laughs> she was on the run and but she didn't realize that her child didn't also need to have like an, <laughs> an alias. An alias. Yes, yeah, like, my oh, boy, it's my uh, new binder. baby binder. His name was almost Industrial Three Hole Punch. <laughs> so it cuts. Basically, that happens for an hour and a half with increasingly creepy scenes with Roger Bart. And there's one scene, and the phrase "I did it all for the love," and you hear the scene by like everyone fifty times. You know those commercials? I hate them for movies where they have a lot of different characters saying the main character's name. So it's like, you know, Mumford, Mumford, Mumford. Who is Mumford? That kind of garbage. everybody asks that. Yeah, 
it, they could have done that ad with this with people saying I did it for the lols because every character says it. Keith David says it. Roger Bart it's says it. In their it. contract, it was in their contract that they had to say it. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Where did you on the internet? Oh, that's where Smiley lives. <laughs> yep. Uh, and even Roger Bart's character says it, which doesn't make sense because he's not. Anyway, he's not part of the plot that emerges. Really, he's just a red herring, isn't he? Or and as Roger they would Ball, say, Bart has never done anything for the law. As they would say in Spanish, a herring o rojo. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically, by the end, she says, "You know what?" So they think Smiley's killed everybody. She walks into Zane's house. Zane's dead on the floor. She goes, "I'm gonna have to take out Smiley." So she sets it up so that she and her roommate Proxy are on the chat roulette site. She says, "Type it in three times." She's got a gun she took from Zane's house. Because Zane was just waving a gun around. Part of me was hoping she was going to travel into like the weird Hellraiser universe and go try and murder Hellraiser like at the end of Hellraiser Part 2. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't Sure, we do all that. remember that. Or she'd lawnmower man up and go into the cyberspace. That would be awesome too, but neither of those two things happened. No, nobody neuromanced in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, there's a knock on the door. She thinks it's Smiley. She opens, fires. No, it's Binder. Oh no, she's shot him. This is terrible. She goes, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I mean, Smiley shot ju- directly in the heart. <laughs> in the heart. He's not going to be okay. Smiley jumps up, cuts Binder's throat, which seems like overkill since he's just been shot. <laughs> Insult to injury. She goes, ah, ah, runs in the house. Another Smiley pops out. Ah, ah, runs to the bedroom. Another Smiley. Ah. So she- many Smileys. There's like a room full of Smileys. Miles of Smiles coming at her. <laughs> And she, the only way out is the window, so she leaps out the window to her death, which is when all the smileys turn on the lights, take off their masks. Hey, it's our, it's the whole gang. <laughs> after, after we cut in, <laughs> it's a everyone that we saw in the movie. Li- almost after we cut every in a character. monologue from the professor, though, like explaining, like why is it the people do what they do? Yeah, so that you're like, oh, I guess the movie's over. She's dead. Smiley Gilder. Who cares? Uh, and before this, Roger Bart has also done, given a speech where he talks about how. Humanity is just for the next has created the next step step of evolution, which is some kind of computer internet consciousness taking the form we assume of Smiley, which is stupid. Because why would a computer take the form of some kind of sewn up fat man belly <laughs> who sla- who stabs people? But- why was I born? Oh, but so but why so- was why was I created with eyes and a mouth that were then sewn up immediately? Why don't I have a nose? Why am I smiling? I have no mouth, but I'm a smile. And why does he use a knife? Doesn't I mean, you would sense. think the internet would use lasers, electricity, or, I don't a know, virus, fucking cats, or something. <laughs> Nanobots. Nano- Nanobots. Yeah. yeah. A uh, a nano cat of some kind. <laughs> some sort of nano cat. <laughs> mole- molecule Who must has cheeseburger. <laughs> must has a tiny atomic <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> now, for a movie about lulls, lull cats were not mentioned once, which is a disappointment. But anyway, so they, they like Stuart said, they cut together Roger Bart giving a speech about why do people do evil things? I don't know. So the way that bad movies do when it's the end of the movie and they want to tie a moral into the last scene. And all the smileys just kind of stand around for a while and talk mm-hmm. about how great what they just did was. Is she dead? Yeah, she's dead. We killed her. Awesome. But is she dead? Yeah, she's totally dead. I'm so glad we did this. Why yeah. did we do it? Because she's dead now. <laughs> we did it for the lulls, and we're part of Anonymous, the hacker group, but not really, because that would be weird. <laughs> There's a weird... If we actually claim that we're part of Anonymous, <laughs> an actual hacker group that exists in the world. There's a weird bit where they're like, yeah, this this is for Anonymous. And they're like, well, wouldn't Anonymous not be happy with us doing this? Hey, who's to say who's part of Anonymous? And it's like... 
shouldn't the movie be over by now? <laughs> like, why are we discussing your anonymous manifesto? Yeah. Like, oh, Hello. And by the way, we hit a bunch of smiley masks in uh, other colleges all around the world. They say world. there's boxes of smiley masks all over in 20 different colleges. It's the first viral serial killer, except that since she jumped out of a window to her death, the serial killer can't take credit for that. The Zodiac Killer didn't scare people out of windows. <laughs> it's not like Jeffrey Dahmer was Scared just going, jumping people, out sure. of people and going, boo, so they fell out of windows so he could eat them. <laughs> it's not a serial killer's do. That's, like, that's how he felt better about eating them. It's like, well, it's not my fault. <laughs> they did it. Man, look, man. If I they, gave they them they an out. They can't stand up. <laughs> they can't stand up. Look, if, they can't, if they can't keep themselves from falling out of windows, then who's the real bad guy? <laughs> I would just be wasting meat if I didn't need them at this point. Now, uh, can you help me? <laughs> and I, I guess, so their goal is probably to turn Smiley into some kind of urban legend. Yeah, they're going to create the minute. next. Wait a minute. Sort of at the very beginning cut. of the movie. <laughs> The girl already explains that Smiley's it's already, already an, an urban, urban legend. legend. So done. what are they trying to do? And but then, so Zane is talking to Proxy over the computer because uh, she's As in another kids house. Do. And mm. even the girl that they killed in the first scene, Stacy, the the babysitter, she's there. She's part of Smiley yeah. Com. She's part of Smiley <laughs> Core. <laughs> the uh, it's they incorporated, I guess. And uh, and he's like, oh man, I got a boner. Is that weird? And she's like, come on. Is she really dead? And he's like, yeah, she's dead. And they're like, Smiley's so great. Yeah, we love Smiley. And as a joke, he types in, I did it for the lulz to her. And she's like, oh, stop it. And then Smiley pops up behind her. But his face oh. is in a mask. It's really like a, like a, like a fat man's, like a belly, fat man's yeah. belly in a head. And then kills her, stabs her in the eye, and then waves goodbye at, at Zane, and then breaks the webcam. And that's the end of the movie. Credits yeah. roll, and then there's an after credit scene where Ashley, who's been lying dead on the pavement, opens her eyes and goes, <gasps> and it's like, oh, so I guess they didn't kill her? Yeah, I got a real problem with this. Either <laughs> Smiley then, like, is a real thing. Hold yes. they, Smiley is, into, it's into just like, well, it's there. Or Ashley's still alive. You can't have both. <laughs> no, because now Smiley's got to come back to finish the job for real. He's pissed at them that they killed someone, they fucked it up. Yeah. But uh, it's their version of the of the first Nightmare, uh, not nightmare, the first Friday the 13th ending where it was Jason Voorhees' Jason. mom the whole time. Well, but, but then at the end, Monster Jason comes out of the river and kills that woman. You know, this is their, Smiley's real, huh? Can't wait for Smiley 2, the real ending. Yeah, but they doubled up on it. Like, I would be fine if, like, Smiley's it would real be like or, it, like, Ashley came back and was like, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna become Smiley and kill all these bastards. It would be like In if American Fri- Psycho 2. It would be like thing. if yeah. the original Friday the 13th. After that ending where Jason shows up and pulls the woman in the water, at the end of the credits, Jason's mom, like, wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) That would be heartwarming. She goes to the river, she picks up baby gross Jason, and takes him off. Like, smushes her head back onto her body. (laughs) That's how bodies work. Like, oh, now we don't need to kill anyone else at Crystal Lake. We can just live together happily. Yeah. Yeah. And Touch then they play that the song, end. Hey, let me tell you about my best friend. And they just have, there's like a montage of them playing in the park. Yeah. Wow, he didn't even sing the whole thing. Well, I don't know all the yeah. words to that song. Okay. It's not like the Golden Girls theme. We I don't, don't want to have to ask Cap that. We don't want to. At? Wait, That's what? the company Cap. that makes hats that put you put on your butt. Ask Cap? Yeah, yeah. Ask Cap. I don't yeah. know if they really, you can't sit down or you crush your hat. That's the problem. Yeah, it seems like a waste of a hat. <laughs> yeah, you got to take it off every time you sit yeah. down. 
Yeah, Danny Houston in, in Stolen was going to wear an ass cap, but they thought it was too crazy. No, so it said he wore a hat hat. A head yeah, hat. regular hat. That's what they call him. Regular head hat. Regular old head, head hat. hat. <laughs> Reds are also known hats. Um, hat is actually a portmanteau for head hat. <laughs> it's the H from head and the at from hat. <laughs> So, so the end of the movie. It, so, have they called Smiley into existence? Did Smiley always exist? Who knows? We'll have to wait for yeah. the sequel, which will hopefully never be made. <laughs> the sequel, which will star another Tony winner, in a depressing. It'll uh, be turn pa- of Patty Lapone in Smiley Two. <laughs> yep. You know, guys, we, we we've and laughed we'll, a lot talking uh, about this movie. Norbert, Norbert Leo Butts will be <laughs> so many Tony winners, and Keith David always comes back for one scene. We've laughed a lot, but people shouldn't watch this movie under any circumstances. No, it is a very <laughs> poorly made, low budget, badly, and there's some. I mean, Wait, are you I'll, skipping I'll, to final judgments? I don't even. Know you should. I'll give you this. If, if it if it shows up on your screen, either through like a Netflix thing or some di- like Direct TV or something, just scratch your screen so you can't just see it. Just break your TV and then scratch your corneas. <laughs> <laughs> So that you never see anything ever again. <laughs> just just type, I did it all for the laws, into your computer three times. And then break your computer. <laughs> yeah. Hope that Doesn't Smiley work. comes up and kills you. So <laughs> watch mo- Smiley. Because there are no lulls in this movie. I'll give you this. There's three three th- three performances I thought were good. How many lulls were there? Keith, zero lulls. <laughs> Keith David has, a, his scene is kind of fun because he is, he's pretty tongue-in-cheek. And he's just Keith David hamming it up. Yeah. Roger Bart. Gives it way more than he should because he's a yeah. professional. And that girl's shorts in the first scene don't totally cover her butt. So what you're saying <laughs> is you would like to see a movie called Roger Bart, Keith David, and Short Chores. <laughs> uh, it would be called. It would be called Beach Police. It would be called <laughs> Roger Bart and Keith David in Beach Police. It would be called Shorts that don't cover a girl's butt all the way in the Roger Bart David Keith David adventure. <laughs> And now Roger Bart and Keith David have been kidnapped by the Scarlet Skull. He's not the Red Skull. We don't want to get sued. It's the yeah. Scarlet Skull. Sure. And he's kidnapped them. So they get a lot of scenes where they're tied up on a, in a chair, and they just banter back and forth. And right the girl whose shorts don't cover her butt all the way has a series of clothes-losing adventures <laughs> <laughs> to save them. Yeah. All right. And she has a magical sidekick who is who a talking nude girl. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a nude girl who talks? Who talks, and she has the magic power of not wearing clothes. Yeah, she's not animated. She's she's real life, right? Yeah. yeah. Like 3D. She's re- no, yeah, real live action. Live action. It's w- motion capture. I like to call it real life. In that they just have a person moving with a camera pointed at them. I mean, Andy Serkis did it, right? Uh, No. <laughs> Andy Serkis, I think, trained them and had a move like they But were is really Andy Serkis nude in the movie? <laughs> no. Yes. Because it turns out at the end, he's the Scarlet Skull, and he's totally nude. <laughs> That's in the unrated Blu-ray, though. Sure. Not uh, safe. I would like to invest readers. in your movie, Elliot. <laughs> okay. But uh, this is a, it's a poorly, t- and I'll, you can go feel free. $700,000 is the price. It's on Kickstarter. Uh, we only need one backer, $700,000. <laughs> and then we're done. You get a t-shirt. And your first your prize is a t-shirt, not a, not a t-shirt of the movie, just a shirt that your I own. Your prize is a t-shirt and a nude picture of Harry Andy Circus. <laughs> Uh, he could shave for the picture if you want. No, Harry <laughs> no. Anderson Circus. <laughs> the Harry Anderson Circus would be great. A lot of close-up magic comedy. John Larry Kett stops by. I'd love the Harry Anderson Circus. Mel Torme. <laughs> so anyway, 
here's some problems with the movie. It's poorly made. <laughs> okay. It's shot in a very it's shot in the way that okay, you know what would make every shot look good? If characters were just in the center of the frame looking at the camera. Yeah, staring straight into hey, it. Hey, it's Wes like Anderson a webcam, dude. Webcam. Yeah. I mean it does look like it was shot on a webcam, which is in a better movie would have taken advantage of that. Like a better movie if ever there was an excuse for a found footage movie made up of like webcam footage, this is an okay concept for that. And I like that it's a concept that it's so easy to do a horror movie that ignores cell phones and the internet because they kind of fuck up horror stories because it's so easy to look up help, figure out a mystery, or get in touch with somebody. It's hard to be totally alone and helpless when you have a cell phone. But And so here it's like, well, let's work that out. But they do it so poorly and like, and now that I think about it, they barely use cell phones in the movie. Like, even that they don't do well. I think the, fir- the first scene with a cell phone, she ends up slapping it out of a window. Because <laughs> <laughs> she thinks Smiley is calling her. Yeah, and then, and then her roommate's downstairs like, hey! <laughs> you threw a phone at me? I do. There was a moment when Stuart invented Smiley's voice, which I thought was a pretty fantastic voice for the character. Hey, it's me! <laughs> Where do you want those lols? <laughs> Oh, you heard you wanted to deliver some lols? I'm here for the lols delivery. Should I just put them in the bag? (laughs) Unfortunately, Smiley does not sound like a Hanna-Barbera character in the movie. He has no voice because he's not real till the very end. But this movie feels like a movie made by a bunch of, like, college kids who were doing it for a school project, and they got an F on it. Yeah, let's let's move on to our final judgments. Is this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie you kind of like? Elliot, what do you have to say? Considering... (laughs) We've said nothing but bad things, and uh, we almost didn't get to the movie because we had nothing to say about it. Uh, I, it's a bad, bad movie. It it shows that it was made by people who don't really know how a movie is put together in a lot of ways. And it's, instead of using its low-budgetness and its kind of thrown-together raggedness as a virtue, it – those things, it tries to be kind of a slick, stylish movie without any style or slickness, and it fails. You know. Yeah, I would say this is almost a good bad movie in that it is so incompetent in a way that we it don't, is incompetent. We don't normally see on this show actually. Like we we actually because of the format, we see a lot of mediocre films rather than crazy films. And I almost want to reward it for being as bad as it was. Compared to this, That's My Boy is Ron. Yeah. Like, that's the difference. But I I do have to say that it doesn't have enough story for it to be a good, bad movie. Like, it, it has about 30 minutes of story for a 90-minute film, and I was too bored for me to go full, like, good, it, bad. It feels like this could have been an episode of, like, Tales from the Dark Side or Monsters, you yeah. know, one of those shows. Tales from the Crypt 2.0. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they should do, they should do, do an like internet tales they should do an the internet for tales of the crypt called like Crypt Keeper's blog, and the yeah. Crypt Keeper opens it up as a vlog each time, and then it goes to the story, and the story's kind of set nowadays. I mean, that's a terrible idea, but I could also see it actually working. That's as a, a great. I mean, show. you wouldn't call it the Crypt Keeper's blog; <laughs> you'd call it like Tales from the Internet or something. But yeah. I pro- that, that's not that good either. I th- <laughs> <laughs> look, I, the title's not great, but it's a good idea. What do you say? Uh, uh, I think it was amazing. No, of course. It was terrible. <laughs> um, this is a movie where none of the characters' motivations ever seem to make sense. They're, if you, for a movie that already feels stretched, it feels like there's missing scenes that explains why people are acting the way they're acting. Yeah, it's yeah. both full of filler and full of bizarre shifts in character tone. And a lot of the scenes feel like they have been just lifted out of other horror movies that the director's seen. Um, which I guess isn't surprising from uh, you know people who make I guess very short internet films that are probably I don't know don't require a long narrative. Um, yeah, it's terrible. 
Don't ever watch this. Um, so you loved it. I loved it. Like when Smiley's barfing blood all over. Great. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to our next segment, I just want to quickly say uh, to listeners, why don't you go over and check out allthingscomedy.com. That we have a, uh, there's been a facelift. The, there's a the redesign. Website's all website. new and all different. All uh, better. Uh, don't be frightened of the internet. Yeah. Smiley might have scared you away. Yeah. Don't, there is no interface for Smiley there's to get no at you with all things comedy. There's no place for you to type in. I did it all for the lols. What about so. like the search? You, probably, you, could that, you, could, you could type that in there. Yeah, you could type it in once, but then there would be no results. And I got to tell you, I listened to Smiley's podcast on All Things Comedy. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's hilarious. It's called Doing It Lol Style. <laughs> um, it's him and Billy Connolly. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, big wow. get. Very big get. He's got a charming accent. That Not though. the comedian Billy Connolly. Oh, okay. No. Just a guy. No, William J. Connolly. He's a real estate agent. Okay. It's a comedy and real estate podcast. Or uh, you can also listen to us on TuneIn now, right? Yeah. Uh, All Things Comedy is now on TuneIn. The TuneIn app is some kind of internet radio app. Uh, I shouldn't have said some kind of, (laughs) so it sounded like I knew what I was talking about. Uh, But All Things Comedy is now on TuneIn, so go through the All Things Comedy website. Go through TuneIn or just listen on iTunes to All Things Comedy podcast. If you to listen to your podcasts streaming rather than downloading them, uh, taking up memory space. Yeah. You can listen to us through TuneIn. Um, but now is the uh, winter of our discontent on the podcast. Made glorious summer by no, Smiley. No, Richard III. It was no. the best of times. It was the smiliest no, of times. Now you're Dickens. Call That's me Smish Smile. <laughs> Ish Smiley. You are jumping from genre to genre. <laughs> era to era. <laughs> yep. I'm but like too Smiley many genres. Unlike Blorlando. <laughs> But uh, this is the time on the podcast where we answer uh, letters from listeners in the Flophouse Movie Mailbag. Today's letter, R. <laughs> okay, thank Great. you, Sesame Street. Wow, we got this far and you finally made that joke? <laughs> yep. Well, I've been writing songs, but nobody likes that. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so this first uh, letter is titled, The Flopford Wives. Oh. Uh, Dear the Flophouse from Joe. I'm guessing Elliot either said Pesci, Piscopo, or Sixpack. No, he didn't. He didn't even. I give didn't. His no, joke. I was going to say a different Joe, but then I realized it was someone who was a friend of mine and not a reference. <laughs> seeing as you're, <laughs> seeing as you're all married and being in a relationship myself with somebody who prefers watching television series to movies, it's pretty great, right? <laughs> I was wondering, seeing as it is the season, uh, if you could share some films that you and Mrs. Flophouse like to watch together, like. Films we've made that other people aren't supposed to see? No, no. Films that exist in the Looks, world. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, this exists in the world. There's one copy. <laughs> okay. Also, I was wondering, <laughs> being in a long-term relationship can take up most of one's free time. That's for sure. And I can imagine with it's Dan's good, acting role as Provisoid number one. <laughs> <Good> save. <laughs> Elliot's job of categorizing every word that sounds like another word. And Stuart's repeated daily marathons of Castle Freak and Invisible Maniac. Yep. There doesn't seem like a lot of time for new films. So my question is, how do you find the time to watch these films that you recommend each week? Mm. I can only believe mm. that each of you have these Superman esque ability to reverse time but instead of doing something heroic like saving a bus full of children you spend the time catching up on your netflix queue yep either that or you stay up until all hours of the night your wives asleep long ago your eyes sunken in bloodshot you're trying to wipe the cheeto dust from your shirt but it's caked onto your fingers and it only makes it worse (laughs) you go to the bathroom to clean up only to be greeted with the the (laughs) haggard face staring back at you lost and confused as if to say what have i become 
Either way, keep up with the good work. <laughs> so, two Man, questions. What a what a what an indictment. Two questions. What movies do we enjoy watching with our wives, and how do we have time to watch movies without our wives? Uh. So, Elliot, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, 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 my wife. You're and in I, the hot seat, we are, starring I, Dan McCoy <laughs> as the seat, <laughs> and Stuart Wellington as Jamie Hotz. <laughs> Time to uh, turn up the heat. Let guys. me say, I crushed my ass cap. So, <laughs> sitting on you. Oh, that's a comedy callback. Comedy callback. Hat on your butt. Anyway, trademark. <laughs> trademark and C O Elliot Kalen. <laughs> the C O stands for copyright. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so movies that I watch on the, well my wife and I actually we have a couple movies we watch kind of regularly we watch we end up watching Filler on the Roof about twice a year during uh, Jewish holiday times it's just kind of a traditional thing for us uh, and a story that means a lot to us um, other than that I mean lots of different types of movies I don't know it's not like we get together around the Yule Log and, and watch the same movie all the time. Yeah. Except for Filler on the Roof, I guess. But, you know... It'd be uh, weird if you got together around the Yule Log since you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's a Jewish Yule Log. It's not leavened. A Jewel uh, Log. It's a log made out of jewels. Uh, I mean, Up and Wally are both favorites of me and my wife that we watch every now and then. Uh, but really, Fiddler on the Roof is the main one I mean, for us. I know the answer to how you watch more movies... Too is that you get up in the morning and you watch movies. Yeah, I I get up a little earlier than I need to in the morning when I'm getting ready for work and I watch. I don't I almost never get to watch a movie all the way through, but like I watch about a half hour of a movie in the morning and then at night when I'm doing the dishes, I watch a movie. Then I watch about twenty thirty minutes. So it usually it takes me more than a day to finish most of these movies, but uh, I found that dishwashing time and getting ready in the morning time are good movie watching times. That's when I watch movies that I know Danielle won't want to see because they have lots of blood or are Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. Like, uh, when it comes to movies that I watch with my wife, like, you know, my wife likes good movies. She enjoys things that are good. I just try most of the time to steer her away from the movies that I watch that are crazy, violent, or weird, like, uh, exploitation obscurities. That being said... um, this last weekend, uh, myself and Mrs. Pervizoid number one watched Prana Three Double D. Sure, uh, and enjoyed it thoroughly. Was uh, it double as much fun as the first one? No, the Prana Three D is 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 fantastic. But that's uh, the movie to see on your wedding day. A, yeah. a piece of trivia: Mrs. Pervizoid number one, a big fan of Prana Three D. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason. Uh, okay, I would have gotten that wrong in the last uh, trivia challenge really, I was in. Really <laughs> dug it. And, and in terms of like... When do you watch movies? When do I have time to Damn. see movies? Like, I think it's just a question of what your priorities are. And my, and my priorities are not doing things that are active or useful, but instead spending the time when my wife's not around uh, catching up on films that I might be interested in. That's when... when uh, if If... My wife happens to be away for the weekend. I usually spend that time just sitting around watching movies. Yeah. Yeah, I usually get to watch movies late at night after a bar shift. So at like 2 or 3 in the morning uh, on nights that my wife has already fallen asleep. Um, So you're just like the guy in the letter. Yeah, I'm exactly like the guy in the letter with extra Cheeto dust or Cool Ranch (laughs) Dorito crumbs. Uh, And I also get to watch stuff during the day because I usually work nights. So... 
when my wife is off working during the day, I am cracking open uh, another Hellraiser uh, episode, <laughs> episode and finding out what's happening with uh, that, that cube of his. Um, what's going on with Pinnyhead these days? And, of course, my wife does not want to watch anything with too much blood or I don't know if it's too long or slow. We watch a lot of romantic comedies together. Uh, if it's a romantic comedy with Katherine Heigl that I haven't watched for the Flophouse, I probably watched it at home with my wife. Mm-hmm. Love you, honey. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, my wife doesn't like really bloody movies either, but like I can watch those movies with you guys. Like, But there are movies I watch with my wife that are more like 30s romance movies that I'm, my friends are not going to want to watch with me, you know? Yeah. Uh, balances. This next email is titled, Our Long National Nightmare is Finally Over. Uh, and it's from Sta, last name withheld. And, last name uh, is Log17. I, Sta, I don't know. He, she writes, gentlemen. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. that <laughs> Gentlemen, ladies, Elliot Byrne. Uh, Whoa, I, I'm I, the lady? Yeah, apparently. I write to you with oh. news of the utmost importance. The ceaseless horror of our lives has finally ended, and our existence has some purpose. For as you can see, the Invisible Maniac has finally been released on DVD. For a mere $19, Amazon will burn you your very own copy. This means that Stewart's recommendations are no longer cruel tauntings designed to highlight the unattainable pleasure of... Quote, a dude murdering another guy with a submarine sandwich and also jumping on a guy's head so it explodes like a pumpkin. And also, there are lots and lots of boobs. Also, on the subject of Amazon, the bundle deal for Head of the Family is Castle Freak. Either somebody at Amazon likes the Flophouse or Stuart has a bizarre and uncanny ability to alter the fabric of reality slash the internet through repeated Dan and Elliot irritating suggestions. He's just like the lay the heaven that way. So, uh... I mean, um, yeah, no, I, uh, we should address this. I'm aware of, uh, of the combo pack of invisible. Well, I was going to say of oh. the invisible maniac being available. Yeah, you bought a copy. For I Stuart, bought a I copy for Stuart for his birthday. Now, this is. And I, lamely, like a lame only got him the Avengers. <laughs> this is not necessarily an official copy of the invisible maniac because I don't think such a thing exists. This is <laughs> not on DVD. Is, the invisible maniac has <laughs> entered the public domain and someone has decided to put it out on DVD. I thought it was on Blu-ray, Dan. No, I don't think that. Oh. I, I, I believe the original film elements are lost. They, I don't think we can remaster them into Blu-ray quality. I do think that the Castle Freak slash Head of the Family thing is a direct result of the Flophouse. How I would it have happened? I can only imagine. Would people be buying the two of them from listening to the podcast? I can only imagine that that's what's going on. Because they're not made by the same There's people. There's no other reason why this would be happening. It's not the same company that released them, right? I'm, s- I'm smiling knowingly right now. <laughs> Because he ordered seven hundred <laughs> bundles. We are, we are at this point tastemakers. We are making taste. We are taste. making taste. <laughs> we are making tastes. How about like? And it tastes like submarine sandwiches and ding dongs. <laughs> yeah. So I look. We are. Uh, we are shaping the reality. So whose fortunes are going to make or break this time? I Smiley, know. I guess. Yeah. Ugh. Um, this letter. Okay. Is from... Yes. 
David. Anytime. No. Last name withheld. Okay, thank goodness. Elliot's brother. <laughs> no! Oh. No! And it's titled, no! Brook- it's titled Brookline High School. He says, oh. howdy, floppers. I know it's been a while, and I'm sure you were feeling a void in all of your lives. No. Maybe not Elliot. No. But he's had to deal with me almost 28 years now, so he's earned a break, I guess. <laughs> I wanted to bring to your attention a video you may have seen since it's making the rounds on the internet, but perhaps you haven't. If there's one thing I've noticed, the trailer for Man of Steel, (laughs) and it finally really gives you a sense of Superman. If I've one, if I've noticed one thing listening to this podcast, it's your deep affection for the fine work of Nicolas Cage. But there may be a group of movie fans who like him just a bit more than you. Impossible, as you can see in this YouTube video that was posted recently on FilmDrunk.com. Oh, is this about the people who posted pictures of him all over that school? Uh, it says it's a it's a clip from a local Boston area high school quiz show. Oh no, it's not. In Never which mind. the team from Brookline. When asked about their favorite movies, all make a point to snarkily pick some movie by Nicolas Cage. Some fun facts about Brookline High School, since you were wondering. Its alumni include my good friend Louisa. (laughs) That's not a fact. (laughs) That's not a fact, nor is it fun. Uh, Who was at Elliot's 30th birthday party. Doesn't make it any better. Nope. As well as Conan O'Brien, adorably non-threatening former presidential candidate Michael Dukakis, Mike Wallace of 60 Minutes, and Elliot's buddy John Hodgman. Oh, okay. No good save. Yeah. Wondering why I haven't mentioned sports yet? <laughs> no. Nope. The alumni also included New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft and former Boston Red Sox general manager and current president of baseball operations for the Chicago Cubs, Theo Epstein. <sighs> Want a movie connection? It's also the alma mater uh... of famous documentarians Albert and David Mazels. So uh, now that I've gotten through all that bulky exposition, what exp- that's I mean that's literally just random nonsense trivia. It's not exposition. This, this plot is not going to hinge on what he just told us. My question is this: Do you think this foursome has a strong love hate relationship with Nick Cage as you do? And for the hell of it, which Nicolas Cage movie that you've all watched at the Flophouse do you think was the worst? I look forward to your serious answers. Bangkok to Dangerous. This question. Yeah, I was going to say Bangkok Dangerous also. <laughs> I look forward to your serious answer to this question, which Stuart will surely not answer because he'll be too busy feigning disgust that wrong, I wrote in. Wrong again, uh, showed David. Showed you, David. Showed you. He can be disgusted and answer your stupid Genuine question. disgust. I thought he was going to write about, there was a college where these people photoshopped like 700 or 800 different pictures of Nicolas Cage's face on other photos or paintings and put them up in different classrooms. So they were all over the place. I thought that was a pretty good Nicolas Cage prank. I did think we should read this because uh, of last week's episode, or last, not, not because last it was week's, but the previous episode. Cage miss in, in April? Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I would say, I agree with you that the worst Cage movie we've seen was Bangkok Bangkok Dangerous. Dangerous. Terrible. The best worst movie was probably Trespassed. Oh, yeah. I know Stuart was not there that for that. Stolen was pretty Stolen good, too. Next was really good, runner-up. though. Next was also pretty great. <laughs> And how stupid it was. What was the one knowing? What was the one? That one yeah. wasn't very good. No, that the one where good. he knew stuff. <laughs> he totally knew stuff in that movie. But Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance had some stupid good. Fun Drive Angry Three D rated R. Drive Angry Three D rated R. NC Seventeen playing yeah. now at a theater near you. Uh, you have selected, etc. Uh, that was okay in terms of good badness. It tried a little too hard. 
I mean, the thing is, when and I didn't Nicolas like Cage... that there was a scene in the beginning where a clothed woman beat up a naked woman. That was weird. I didn't like it. With Nicholas, and the Cage, scene where Nicholas Cage used wrong. a nude woman he was having sex with as a human shield. <laughs> Though I did like that he had sex fully clothed while she was nude, <laughs> with his sunglasses still on. Too. <laughs> of course, he had his sunglasses he, he's on. He's so unnaked; even his eyes can't be seen. Uh, but yeah, I don't think those kids like can possibly like Nicholas Cage as much as we do. Yep. Let's see if their podcast has Nicholas Cage on as a guest star. Spoiler alert! <laughs> I mean, that's not. Gonna uh, I mean, happen. I'm I'm trying to summon him. <laughs> Yes, I did it for the cage. I did it for the cage. I did it for the cage. Then he jumps out and he puts a wig on you. (laughs) (laughs) This final letter of the evening. Pardon me. My my allergies are flaring up. Uh Final letter. Are you allergic to Krangs with boobs? Is that (laughs) because one time before our last letter had one of those (laughs) in it? Gesundheit. Are you sure not allergic to lulls? I may be allergic to the wall. I think you have an allergy. If, you say, if you say that word one more time, I'm going to rip my own face <laughs> off. <laughs> Just like Nicolas Cage. No! This finer letter is from Chris This is last a finer name. letter than the this... ones before. Much finer. <laughs> but everyone, thanks for writing in, except David. Don't write in anymore. And everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. This letter's from Chris Last Name Withheld. He writes a letter titled, Honor Roger Ebert by Dishonoring Rob Schneider. Dearest dance to and L. It has been some time since you guys I'm taking instigated. Taking the familiar with you, huh? Yeah, I don't know this guy. Sometimes since you guys instigated one of your famed contests, wherein the winner gets to choose a movie for you guys to take to task on the podcast. We should do another one of those. However, why let one contest winner rule like a tyrant over us all? That's how why contests not let work. Democracy reign for once in your miserable lives. <laughs> wow. Recently, Cheeto-stained lives. <laughs> recently, but maybe not recently by the time you get around to this email, Roger Ebert passed away. As people reflected upon his death, many of his famed barbed critiques of movies he despised were uh, trotted out. My proposal is this. Take a handful of the movies Ebert had particularly harsh words for and let the Flophouse fans vote on which one they want you to cover on the podcast. Let us select from the likes of Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, North, and Freddie got fingered. There has to be some way for you guys to get a pull up on the internet that would make this entry that make this easy for you and for the listeners. Or you guys can hold a contest where listeners have to come up with the best way for you guys to let fans pick a movie for you to watch. In which case, I surely win. Chris, last name withheld. That's a good. I mean, we uh, <clears throat> because of our recording schedule, we did uh, let Roger Ebert's uh, passing pass without comment. Unfortunately. Uh, I know that uh, he personally meant a lot to me, movie-wise, and I think that uh, you you guys feel similarly. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a pretty good idea. I, I have to say, Freddy Got Fingers is a movie I kind of like. And I but, haven't, I mean, I haven't seen North since it was in the theaters when I was a kid, and I also kind of liked it when I was a kid, I have to admit. But, um, it was a, it was, and I laughed at at least one joke at Deuce Bigelow, European Jiggle. Wow, wow, so wow. we are all history's greatest monsters. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think that, uh, I think it's a good idea that maybe I could uh, take a gander at the movies that made up Roger Ebert's I hated, hated, hated this movie. Okay. Uh, White can Blue Velvet win? Because I think that's in that book. <laughs> and I that's a great movie. I, I, can, I can put up a few selected uh, ones in a poll mm-hmm. on the website. Okay. Wait, are we really doing this, and guys? Then, yeah. Yeah, why not? Then let, uh, Let's do it. Let's let the people decide so that we can crush them. That we uh, review. Okay, chill out. 
don't put this much pressure on me. You guys are both looking at me weird. Literally zero pressure on you. You you have been asked to do nothing but what you already do. So I would say, um, yeah, I'll I'll take a look at what movies might uh, make it their way into such a pool, and then uh, I'll put it up on the website uh, www. Uh, flophousepodcast.com and let's say by the end of I don't know uh, June? Is that too long? That's a pretty long. Uh, by the end let's of, say the end of May. The end of May. Uh, whatever we'll gets... We'll give you a month. Yeah. We'll give you weirdos a month to vote on it. Whatever gets decided upon will be the movie that we take a look at. We're gonna watch it and then we'll talk about it and then we'll Joke see if Roger, it. see if the late Roger Ebert was right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if he was wrong, he won't be able to argue with us. Nope, that's the best thing about arguing with a person who's passed away is they can't argue with you unless they come back as a go 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 ghost. What? Wait, are we going to do a bit about this, or I don't think I, so. I, probably okay. should. I mean, I thought we were pretty much done until Dan made that stupid <laughs> noise. Because I genuinely, genuinely sad about his passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it cracked through your uh, your cold robot heartless <laughs> exterior to the uh, one human organ beating General Grievous like within your within your inhuman metal shell, yeah. and that's why you're coughing and sneezing because yep. you're like General Grievous. Yep, I've got a I've got an allergy to human emotion mm-hmm. and Jedi's. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that's what it was. His Jedi allergy was yeah, acting yeah, yeah. up. It's weird because he carries like a million lightsabers. I think. <laughs> yeah, you think he knows? Yeah, Jedi fever. <laughs> <laughs> Said that kind of weird. Yeah. Said it as if okay, it was like a sexy so thing. So what do we do now? This Dan? is the final segment of the podcast where we make a recommendation, a movie that we actually enjoyed that the listeners might uh, want to check out. Stuart, do you have anything you want to recommend? Well, I'm going to dig deep into the Stuart's recommendation. <laughs> dig deep to one of the three movies. <laughs> I'm going to recommend uh, the movie Blood Diner, directed mm. by Jackie Kong. Uh, Blood Diamond. Blood Diner. <laughs> wait, wait, what did I say? You said, said Blood You said Blood Diamond. No, you said Blood Diner. <laughs> well, I'm going to recommend Blood, Blood Diner, Diamond. directed by Jackie Kong. Originally envisioned, I guess, to be a sequel to Blood Feast. Um, and it kind Herschel of Herschel Gordon Lewis film, yeah, yeah, and it kind of went off in its own direction. Um, and it is a crazy horror movie about two brothers who, in an attempt to raise a like an Egyptian goddess or something, they open up this vegetarian restaurant, but they're just actually cooking uh humans and feeding people uh human meat. And it's very over the top. There's a lot of nudity. Uh, a, a naked woman with a very hairy bush uh, performs karate on people. Uh, at least one person gets their head deep fried and then I think knocked off. Wait, uh, so it was still on their body? When yeah, it's it's still, yeah, of course. Uh, it turns into like a giant hush puppy. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, it is a crazy person's movie. And uh, yeah, you should watch it. You can't spell crazy person without S-T-U-A-R-T-W-E-L-L-I-N-G-T. So watch it with your parents. Watch it with your wife. Who gives a shit? I don't. Watch it with your wife's parents. <laughs> I would like to recommend, uh, here, here, here's a connection. Uh, Smiley was a movie I did not enjoy. That was a horror movie that had Roger Barton in it. I'm going to recommend a movie that I did enjoy that was a horror movie that also had Roger Barton in it. It's called Smiley. (laughs) It's called Excision. 
It stars Annalyn McCord, who you may know from the 90210 remake. Uh, and it has an interesting cast. It has Tracy Lords. It has uh, Ariel Winter, who plays the nerdy child on uh, Modern Family. Uh, the aforementioned Roger Bart. It has John Waters, Malcolm McDowell, Marley uh, Matlin. Michael McDonald, uh, Ray's Ray Wise, Ray's Wise, that's Ray's the Wise, proper plural. <laughs> um, but um, Annalyn McCord uh, plays a nerdy teen who has weird, sort of disturbing sexual fantasies that involve um, uh, blood and surgery and similar uh, things, and uh, it's it's a film that is. Kind of a horror movie, but it's more of kind of a dark uh, teen comedy in the Heather's mold, <clears throat> except for even more dark, I would say. Uh, and except for maybe the last sort of five to ten minutes of it, which turn abruptly into a horror movie that's genuinely sort of disquieting and disturbing. But also I would say about it is that... Uh, the, the, is, you don't normally see a movie about non-traditional, like, female sexuality unless it's a horror movie. And I don't want to get or into, like... porno. Uh, yeah, but I don't want to get into, like, a whole, like, like weird, like, feminist discussion about why that is. But it's kind of interesting to see Excision is a movie that sort of, until the end, sympathetically presents this character who is a, a like, awkward teen girl who has like a non-traditional sexuality, and that's something that you uh, don't... What about Poison Ivy 2? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess... I guess no, you're right, Stuart. You're I, right. Poison Ivy 2, the new batch? <laughs> you're right. I, I, I back off Poison of Poison Ivy 2, the secret of the ooze? I back off of my assertion. <laughs> so I'm recommending Poison Ivy 2. <laughs> the secret of the ooze. Yeah. Uh, Ellie, what so Excision, that was the name of your movie? Excision. Excision, yeah. I'm going to recommend Sounds two, great. two, two, two movies in one, actually two. Uh, very quickly, one is called Union Station. It's a noir from 1950 with William Holden and Nancy Olsen and Irishman Barry Fitzgerald. And it's a movie that the first 20 minutes or so are a little slow and feel like a kind of rote crime movie and i would say stick with it because at that point it becomes a much more brutal movie than you expect it to be it's about a kidnapping that takes place in a train station and a the train station detective has to look into it played by william holden and it becomes surprisingly kind of rough and violent for a movie from 1950 and surprisingly dark and the guy who directed it rudolph Matte, uh worked as an assistant with carl dreyer uh, and was cinematographer on a bunch of great movies, so it looks really great. And the longer it gets, the darker it gets. Uh, but it's a short movie. It's probably about an hour and a half, 80 minutes long. Uh, so that's Union Station. The other movie I saw recently that I liked a lot was a Japanese movie called Kurotokage, which means Black Lizard. Uh, this is not – there are two versions from the 60s of Black Lizard. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the one Which from, one? I'm talking about the 1962 one, oh, not the 1968 one. one. And the way you know is if Black Lizard, the mastermind female jewel thief, is being played by a male female impersonator, that's the 68 one. I haven't seen that. I've only read about it. But the 62 one where a woman plays the woman character uh, is this kind of very fun but surprisingly sad at the end – 
crime musical where this mastermind female jewel thief keeps kidnapping the daughter of a jeweler who has this jewel that she wants a lot, and she matches wits with Kogoro Akechi, the Sherlock Holmes of Japan, and they pretty much fall in love while they're matching wits with each other. And there are a ma- number of great musical numbers in it. Uh, there's a lot of good dancing, and there's a scene where Black Lizard, the jewel thief mastermind, uh, tells a sofa how she feels about it because Akechi is sewn inside of it. That was his hiding place <laughs> to get to her hideout, was inside of a sofa. Uh, and she coll- it turns out she collects taxidermy- taxidermied human beings, and so they really have to get the daughter away from her. And I liked it. It's a movie that's pretty weird and goofy, but I found very touching at the same time. Nice. All, yeah, I'm going to rush out of the theater for that It's called Kurotogage. We've all recommended movies that people have never heard of and probably won't watch. <laughs> or be able to see. I mean, the, I saw mine on television. You know, it was on Turner Classic. Both of these, I think, were Turner Classic movies. I saw Union mine Station is on streaming a VHS on tape. In my parents' basement, <laughs> like 15 years you. ago. Well, Union Station is... It might appear to me. <laughs> I might have made mine up. Union Station is, is currently streaming on Netflix and is also available on DVD. Kurotakage, I don't know if it's on DVD, but they might show it on Turner Classic Movies again. So, All right. Well, guys... Yeah, knocked it out of the park. Another successful, another episode. successful overlong episode where we barely talked about the movie <laughs> Flophouse. Woo! So Dan, we left on kind of a cliffhanger in the last episode that you had left to join another podcast. What happened with that? Yeah, um, it was sort of a one of those like uh, renewal situations where oh. I was trying to make sure that the network, like oh, BMG, you were oh. hard bargaining with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was driving a hard, like a hard bargain with myself about uh, how much money I was going to allot for the flop house. Ah, I see. Um, before I was allotting no money, and now I have bargained us up to two dollars. <laughs> yeah, we did it. What are we, we going to do it. with all that money? Uh, season twelve of the flop house is a go, guys. <laughs> season twelve. <Perfect. laughs> yeah, <laughs> we doing two and a half seasons a year. What? <laughs> Podcast seasons are weird. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. Uh, but in the meantime, for the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy. <sighs> I've been Stuart Wellington. I think I'm still Elliot Kalen, but I'm going to check as soon as we're done. Good night, everyone. So, I think Smiley drove me to drink tonight. This will be your, is this a bit for this episode? Is, what? is this for the lulz? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what bit I do. <laughs> I make them up as I go, and they're usually pretty crappy. Guys, is this for the lulls? Wait, what? Okay. Come on. What's lulls again? <laughs> How many times are we going to have to explain to you during the, during the recording what a lull is? Thor? Chan? Set, the, set, a, set it off. This stupid Am I right? thing. Let's set it off with Queen Latifah. Yeah, let's taxi. <laughs> <laughs> let's bring down the house. Right. You got me straight tripping, lulls.